0: the global coworking and conference community. We've had our fingers on the pulse of coworking since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the juicy podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. As per usual, I'm always excited. But today I'm excited because Mara Hauser of 25N and the Workplace Studio is joining us today. How are you? And I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about you personally.
1: Mm. It's been a rough couple of years and a rough couple of months. I will admit that I lost my father uh just about six weeks ago. But he's in a much so better- sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um he's in a much better place now. And it was, you know, obviously I have this philosophy about living a life collage, and that's where everything balances. You know, you have work, you have your friends, you have your family, you have faith or book club or whatever might, things you might have and and everything fits in a tight collage and sometimes the collage collides and mm. my collage was colliding a bit with my father and you just know it's temporary and then you can like kind of get back to square one and, and your collage is complete and and back in balance. And um, so I've been spending a lot more time at work. I've been spending a lot more time focusing on my immediate family who I couldn't do as much for, you know, when I was focused mm. on my dad. And it's really wonderful traveling, doing some fun things that I just couldn't do before, you know, miss him horribly, but doing what he would want me to do.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm convinced our dads are like up in heaven, having a coffee, looking down and being like, look at our girls.
1: For sure. You and I have the same
0: dad, so. Yeah, definitely. I I I love it. Totally. It chokes me up because it's just, um, it was so hard and I miss him every day. But again, that's life. My collage is getting back in order. I love that analogy, but like, I feel your pain because so many people lost people in the last few years and like ours wasn't because of COVID, it was other things, but it doesn't make it. Any easier? It's just, just it. part it of life.
1: Worse because we were separated from so many people
0: too. Yeah, know? yeah. Well,
1: yeah. well. We yeah. go in sports, and uh, thank you for sharing some tears and emotion with me. And yeah, we're doing what our dads are so proud of. So go, totally go, go do it, Liz.
0: Oh yeah, my dad was like my biggest cheerleader. He loved Juicy, loved Juicy. He thought it was amazing, and he came to the first couple. Which so you send me, me a picture. Cool. Yeah. I love that. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. So now how is your business doing? Cause I don't know about you, but COVID hit juicy pretty hard. So, you know,
1: well, we're an essential business cause we have done mail and we, you know, we're, we were vibrant throughout, you know, having members, having a, a safe place to go. You know, we weren't in downtown big cities, you know, like Chicago was shut down where we're in the suburbs. So that was a benefit Mm. for us, but there, you know, meeting rooms weren't existent like they had been before and people were hesitant, but we, you know, had a big, we, we did a lot of things to create a safe place, not just physically and taking care of like updating things within the physical space, but we also had good signage. We had, you know, good health and safety things, you know, air and filtration. We took care of all the things we needed to do to assure people when they came that they would be safe, but now we're back. And, you know, we, I mean, we are up to, if not better than our 2019 numbers and meeting rooms are back and we are, we've expanded during the time, you know, through COVID, which was great. Some contracts we were working on got delayed a little bit because some of the landlords were a little nervous, you know, what's Mm going to happen during, you know, when people do come back to work with commercial real estate But we we got them going and we signed a really wonderful contract. We're under construction in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, and we opened our Waco Texas location that, of course, construction took a lot longer than expected with, you know, the supply chain issues we Mm -hmm. had and the crews getting COVID and shutting down certain, you know, the electrical team and all, you know, everyone just having to take turns letting the COVID pass through, you know, the construction team, but um, we are open and just so thrilled about that too. So and lots more opportunities in the future. I think what positive has happened and well, I know it's happened because we're very actively working, with other landlords is that the commercial real estate sector of landlords, at least the markets that we serve, have are convinced that co-working needs to be in their mix. They need a diverse. Oh yeah. And they absolutely are like, okay, who do we need to fit in? And luckily we're in a really good position being suburban or second tier markets and you know, our boutique style and you know, with our seventh location under construction. And we actually have seven more in the works. So we, we have what? a lot. Going on.
0: We wow. Have- you're going to double. Amazing. So, who knows if they all go through Liz now, you know yeah. how that works, yeah. but we're in yeah. different stages. So we'll see. Well, and I think you're like, you know, one of the only women founders that's A, still around at scale and growing.
1: Well, there's a couple, I think, but...
0: There's a couple, but like you've quietly and consistently been growing and I love it. So congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you.
1: Our philosophy has always been, you know, build it correctly, you know, get all the kinks worked out make the pivots you need to, you know, learn from your previous location. And when we're all set, you know, we now have a solid executive team and a corporate team and, you know, centralized operations and, you know, now we're ready. So we did that first to set up versus grow, you know, add on just to grow. Mm -hmm. We didn't do it just to get locations. And we're really committed to having the right partners. So it takes a while to find the right location and the right partner
0: too. For sure. For sure. And a lot of people don't understand, do you actually wear two hats? So you have your co-working business and you have your design business. And did you start those simultaneously?
1: Well, I had the design business first. So what we were... Well, the name of the company now is called Workplace Studio. And under a different name, the Hauser Group, which... You know, obviously. Was um, you? We know that. <laughs> yeah. But it was a team. It was a really good team. And actually, we have a couple of people that are still part of Workplace Studio that were part of that team as awesome. well. But the idea was we were designing creative workspaces for our enterprise clients, uh, creating co-working, corporate co-working back in the early 2000s and really understanding what it meant to have... you know What a location should be like when people weren't in the office every day or they were coming to the office sometimes. And if you were a, a corp, an enterprise company and you had different divisions, how you could bring those divisions together to share things like share meeting rooms, share reception area, share... So it might have been three businesses. Maybe it was 200 employees of the same corporation, but doing similar to what we then came up with our 25 North co-working brand, which was... Have two hundred independents, not two hundred employees. But Workplace Studio, you know, has also been growing through the last three years. We're we're very fortunate. We have a great. We have so many wonderful clients. We're the in-house design team for many of them that have multiple locations. So we. You know, get to have our fingerprint or get our mindset into, you know, nationally what's going on in the marketplace, understanding workplace strategy, how people work best and what the needs are. And we really dig in to learn a brand and understand their culture and be able to design, you know, the most productive, inspirational, but yet... Revenue driving flex office spaces for our clients. So it's love it. Fun.
0: And now, how many of your locations are lease versus management agreements at this point? And are you only doing management agreements going forward?
1: The only lease we have is our first location, mm. which is actually our second location. We moved our first location. We are in Geneva. We moved to a new building because we outgrew that building. Seven years ago. And we actually moved five years ago. So it started seven years ago. We're there. And all the others are management agreements. And that's our go forward nice. model.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's all Industrious does now. That there's a lot of people that that's all they'll do now. It's so smart.
1: Well, it's just, you know, we don't want to own the building. We don't want to be responsible for the building itself. We want to partner and mm-hmm. be an amenity, you know, service and product to you know, work with building owners. So that's what we wanna be the best partners.
0: Amazing, I love it, it's so great. Congratulations on all that success. When opportunities arrive, most times we travel the safe road. It usually leads to a predictable place, somewhere familiar and safe. It's time to overcome barriers, simplify the process and supercharge growth. It's for those that choose to lead, blaze a trail, or crush the competition. Stella Pop, we deliver epic results. And you can find Stella Pop at stellapop.com. And we're super excited that Mara is speaking at Juicy, and she is going to be in the fundamentals of flex and teaching design, of course. And I'm curious because, you know, I'm a student of Foresight, which is, I'm going to school to be a professional futurist in addition to, you know, all the juicy things. I just thought that would be a fun course and it has been. And so I've thought a lot about the future of design and I feel like a lot of coworking spaces have gotten pretty stale. It's like, here's our open co-working area. Here's hallway after hallway after hallway of offices. Here's our podcasting room. Here's our lo- like here's the kitchen. Like what, Where do you see the office going, like, design-wise, you know, in 10 years? So...
1: As much as we all would like to predict, I'm not sure we all can, but I do know that I really see everything focused around the 15 minute city, you know, like, so thinking about where you live, where you play and where you work. So Mm -hmm. if you understand like what an individual needs to support their best work, that's the way I kind of look at it. So how are you a location that supports them whenever they need to work, however Mm. they need to work? So, you know, obviously the 24 seven thing, but thinking about when they need to go into an office versus like, they're always going to be here. I don't think anyone's going to be in the office, you know, eight to five Monday through Friday. Again, I just don't Mm -hmm. really see that. So when they do come there, what are they going to want to do there? What are their needs that they can't get at home or elsewhere? Mm -hmm. So, you know, really, I think some people will need heads down time. Because they need to get out of maybe a smaller home or an apartment, or maybe they're you know a couple months in a vacation town or something like that. But they just need to really focus. And I also think it's going to be a place of collaboration. But both. It's not just going to be a place where people are coming to have set meetings. Um, well, the real thing is that people need a purpose to go there, and they don't want to go come to an office that no one else is at, right? So people are looking for warm other warm bodies, even if they're not talking to them all the time. You know, I have a daughter who is you know, in a startup in Silicon Valley. And, you know, she works at home in a job that she's never been... And a new job. And so she really, when she goes to the office, she's like, I want to make sure I have other people that I'm going to drive 45 minutes to that I'm going to be sitting side by side with because otherwise I could do the same thing at home. Right? Right. We want to make sure that when you invite people to your space, they have different zones that they can go in. So there's a public zone. I call them collisions. Where can you have collisions with other people that Mm -hmm. you can get to meet or that you grab a coffee or you are you know, grabbing your lunch or you can eat together? I think that's going to be even more important is having food and meals and conveniences that people can have while they're there or even like grab and go to take home for dinner so they can spend that time at the office. Um, the other thing we have to you know, think about is that some people will be moving around and they don't have to stay in the corporate office or home, but the hybrid meetings or meeting with people in person and out. And how do you make the people who are virtual feel like they're really in the room. So tools and technology and spaces. We have to have spaces that you can have a big screen of someone or their body, whether it be, you know, AI focused or whether it be, you know, a video conference type situation where they really feel like they're participating, can move the camera and be a part of the conversation. And of course, you know, where do they do heads down work or work with the team? I think a lot of teams are going to do projects And they want to be together, but maybe it's every Wednesday or maybe it's for a three-week project. So how do we as co-working providers or designers create spaces that people can use where furniture moves around depending on what that team needs? So everything on casters, power and Wi-Fi everywhere. Folding tables like flip-top tables so you can stack Mm -hmm. them if you want to do something else. Being able to write everywhere and anywhere. And in the same time, having other people in the room that might not be physically in the room. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of the future too. Obviously, greenery and natural light coming through and acoustics will be important, the best Wi-Fi. So just think of all the things that you can't do at home or mm-hmm. you can't do alone or even at a library or coffee shop or, you know, some of those other places.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting for me, because I kind of went through this experience myself, right? And so I had to set up a home office and do all the things. And I've become much less tolerant of the commute because it's just time I can't work. But I've also found that the commute was where I listened to the daily. The commute was where I'm I so made, too. yeah. The, and it's where I made certain phone calls to just kind of do some check ins. Stuff So I actually think the commute actually held a good place in my life because it forced me to disconnect for a little while. And people, you know, are very much like, if it's not five minutes away, I'm not going to do it. And I think, it's, I think it's interesting and the, and the redesign of cities is going to be very interesting. I went up to New York in the pandemic and saw all of the little restaurants that had all built outside like little park spaces. And it was just fascinating to see how quickly people adapted design in the pandemic And I think you did, and lots of operators did fantastic jobs getting the word out, educating people. And I'm just curious, one of the things I don't see people or when I've asked people about it, I don't think they're doing it. And I'm I'm curious if you are, is you know, when you look at a new building and you're trying to decide if you're going in or not, or even an old building, what are the questions you're asking around the health of the building that maybe some people aren't? tuned into
1: well a lot of buildings you can't do this but you know if you can have operable windows that's huge um, to get natural or fresh air in or you know what's the ventilation system for bringing natural air in that's Mm -hmm. really really important the other thing is like what services or what things are around there that you can walk to you know, or bike too. So location is important, but not just that the commuter, if there's parking or things like that, to me, I want to know, can you grab a sandwich? Is the gym there? Can you, what services are around that when people come there, they'll be able to do, you know, in mm-hmm. a short period there. Natural light, the windows are huge, even if you they're not operable, but just getting the natural light in. And if, well, like our Waco space, there's only natural light on the front end and the back end, but how did we filter the natural light down into the halls and what kind of lighting did we use? So, you know, we use LED lighting that is natural daylight color. So that makes a very big difference in how people feel in the space. So... That's really important. And natural materials, you know, wear sinks and hand washing. I don't think, I mean, people aren't going to be sticking their hands in a candy bowl anymore. But so like, what are you doing on a regular basis go forward? Because in people's mind, you know, I don't know that people are going to be wearing masks forever, like some countries in Asia might do, but I do think Mm -hmm. people are going to be thinking about putting their hand in a candy bowl,
0: you know, or... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, we've changed. We've changed. I mean, I'm constantly using the free hand sanitizer at checkouts and going into a store. I'm like, oh, this is great. Convenient. Thank you.
1: And if people, you know, I think people will wear masks if they have the flu or they have other things that are going on, but just making sure that people are like, have some privacy too. I think, you know, how close people sit in open flex areas has changed a little bit. So you're not, I don't think you're going to see this giant density of people right on top of each other. If you have a benching station that has 12 chairs, I would suspect that no more than eight people are going to sit there. So either purposely design it so you can spread out a little bit or just know that someone's going to be using the chair next to them for their bag so no one sits there,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think my um, personal space bubble definitely got bigger But I also think it's interesting. I've talked with a lot of operators who are saying, you know, people are coming in two to three days a week. So I feel like, you know, a lot of times before I would say you could resell a chair in a co-working space about three times in an open co-working space. I think that number is probably almost double because people have gone to this. I'm Mm going to go to my office when required. I'm going to work from home these two days because of my schedule and because of things happening in my personal life. And then these days, I'm going into my third space. And yes. the third oh. space is the co-working space or your flexible space or your coffee shop or whatever.
1: For sure. I actually also am a big believer that just like we schedule uh, gym time on, a, on our app, on our phone, that people are going to use their apps for their co-working space to actually schedule like a desk. So they want to know where mm-hmm. they're going to and how they're going to sit. If they have three people they're going with, they want to know that this is going to be available for them. So Mm -hmm. I I actually see some of that going on and or being able to schedule the time that they're going to be there just so that they know where they can go and where they can sit, um, which is different than before. But our flex space is double, if not triple the capacity, I mean, the members that are showing up to sit there. So we've had to expand other areas into more flex space. so that's one point. The other thing that you made me think about that i've I didn't mention, but, is we have incorporated and I'm advising all my clients to do this, to have a quiet car. So the quiet car is flex space, but where it's quiet. So Mm. like a lot of times you think flex space and it's vibrant and it's alive and there's people all over and some people are talking on the phone or they're talking to each other. You hear the coffee maker going, but there's a lot of people who just want to sit out in the flex space and get work done, but without phone calls, without zoom calls. So we kind of call, we call that the quiet car. People want to have the quiet car. So we've taken a meeting room that we're not using or like a training room calling it the quiet car or there might be a larger office that you might have and being able to use that is this is flex, but it's our quiet zone.
0: Yeah. When my first space that I think you went to in Austin that was co working. it was awesome. 3000 square feet and we had a low ceiling and we had a high ceiling. And at the very end of the low ceiling, we put in really loud white noise and that became the quiet zone. And then in where the ceiling was It was two stories. We played the music down there. That's where all the activity was. And what we found, because we'd read Quiet by Susan, was it Susan Green? And what happened was the all the introverts like lived by the white noise. The extroverts were Always in the double ceiling, and the ambiverts hung out in the middle, listening to the extroverts and deciding when they wanted to dip in. It was hilarious. And that just like I would like to take, you know, like I purposely was like, oh, this is this just kind of what evolved and just kind of yeah. where it ended up happening. And it was, it worked really great.
1: Yeah, in in design, we recommend in design never to have all the flex space in one area. Mm -hmm. You know, really spread it out throughout the space because people that are in private offices or team rooms, they want to come out and sit out in the open too. People don't want to stay in one place all day. And you will have, you know, when you want heads down time or when you want to be like, you know, around other things. And you'll Mm -hmm. have the introverts, you'll have the extroverts, you'll have a common, if your space, you want to make sure you can accommodate all, that's what you're going to want to do is break things up and move, you know, have them spread out throughout the space, little lounge areas, individual um, lounge chair, Mm -hmm. because people like to work in different ways too. Maybe they want to stand up and face a wall. Maybe they want to be facing the group, right?
0: Right. Yeah. No, very, very true. And so let's switch over to Juicy for a minute. We're super excited to be back in real life. Hugs abound. It's going to be so fun. And we're so excited that you're talking about design and wanted to see what you're excited about about Juicy.
1: Well, one, I'm so excited to see all of our friends, you know in person. I think can't can't miss that as my number one. and and really just having our community of co-working friends together, I think has mm-hmm. been a long time. and and it's good to catch up on things that you don't have a scheduled appointment for that you have to talk about, right? So I think that'll mm-hmm. be really. But to learn from other people, that's one of my most favorite things. Um, I'm excited to talk about design and share some ideas and thoughts and really help coach people. I think that's kind of the way I want to put it is to what. The possibilities and really what the steps and stages you should go through in order to come up with a successful design to make the most money possible and create an environment that's, you know, that people want to come and work at. So, Mm -hmm. really understanding the things that go into not just, you know, I'll move this here, move this here, but like the thought process that goes behind how to come up with a a productive design. That's kind of what I'm excited
0: about. I love it. I love it. And then somebody asked me this recently and it really made me think. And so I'm going to ask it of you. What is your favorite co-working space in the world that's not your own? Oh, goodness. I know. I had the same response.
1: I don't know that I'm allowed to say that because so many... I mean, we literally have probably (laughs) designed over 70 co working spaces in the last couple of years for
0: our. That's awesome. So I'm going to say. For professional reasons, you can't say.
1: I cannot say for professional reasons. That's probably the best answer.
0: How's that? Okay. That that is totally fair. So then I'm going to pivot to a fun question. Okay. Which is what is Mara Hauser's superpower?
1: Hmm. Gosh, well, I love talking about balance, you know, and really mm-hmm. sharing that with my team. Uh, I really tried to lead with the idea that, and and by example, that we're moms, we are women. We um, even if you're a, a dad, like my husband, like you can be a soccer coach. You'll the people that work for you would like love that you want to pay attention to your family too, and how you can be all the people and make sure to take time for it. That there's a time mm-hmm. that you turn off the computer, you walk away, you take care of your whole self, which is, you know, what you need to inside to, to make you a better person at work. So that's kind of around the culture that, you know, we have when we talk about this collage all the time. In mm-hmm. our office, so.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think that, you know, one of the things I'm super proud of that is a, very rare thing in general is, you know, I don't check my email on the weekends ever, never do. It's just not something I do. Those are my days. And I don't need to look at email on the weekends. And I very rarely look at it after five o'clock. And it's only on my phone for emergency situations. I really use my phone as a phone and a place to look at social media.
1: That's good. no, I think we all we'll all be better people for it and we'll be better at work because of it.
0: yeah, and actually, you know another thing that I just wanted to ask you about as far as the future and tools like social media and all that, you know, we have a loneliness epidemic and you know social media is definitely harmful to a lot of people. and now we're looking at the metaverse, which is even a more invasive world. you know, are you thinking about, designing space for people to tap into the metaverse Mm -hmm.
1: well i've been trying to learn about it and read about that Mm -hmm. and over the years we've had a couple companies come to us to try to set up these rooms in our spaces that people could actively participate you know with their Mm -hmm. goggles on and just be a part of this community so we've done actually a lot of research in it it's just finding people who are currently actively doing that right so Mm -hmm. that's like definitely for future, but I mean, we have to think of what artificial intelligence is going to be bringing to the workplace along with it too. You know, what tools are we going to be using to measure things? What tools are we going to be using that take place of humans in a way, you know, and, and manage that, but it's not something I'm doing today actively. I'm mm-hmm. just yeah.
0: About it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, there's lots to learn there and lots coming in the future. It's super exciting. I love that you're speaking at Juicy this year. I'm so excited for your growth of both of your companies and kudos to you for keeping that collage and balance and yet still being a woman for a lot of us to look up to as somebody that's leading businesses and driving growth into the future it's super impressive mara thank you
1: liz i appreciate that
0: awesome well i will see you in seattle week after next can't wait all right stay tuned y'all lots more to come Thanks for joining us for another Juicy Podcast. We hope you'll also pull the trigger and get your tickets to Juicy. Our next event is in Seattle on May 17th through the 19th. And tickets are still available at na.gcuc.co. See you there.